Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to another Mom to Mom podcast. Today we have a chance to hear from a mom in the trenches of parenting. Her name is Jen Andrew. She's been married to her husband, Gavin, for 10 years, and they have three sons, ages 6, 4, and 22 months. Jen and Gavin have been a blessing to the congregation of Orange Crest Community Church in many various roles over the past 11 years. On a personal note, Jen is a compassionate and kind friend and an example to me of endurance and dependence upon God for her strength. Jen, thank you for taking the time to be interviewed. Our focus today is tips and ideas on how to include kids in the everyday. So, Jen, let's get started. How do you include your kids in everyday life, tasks, chores, and or ministry opportunities? Well, this is a great question and actually the area I listed that I really wanted to grow in this year. So I almost laughed out loud when I read it. It was the first question you sent me to respond to. Uh, Because I naturally can be more of a task-focused person, it's much easier for me to get done what needs to get done as quickly and efficiently as possible. However, if I want to set my boys up for success and teach them the importance of people over things, life skills, time management, I realize that I need to be extremely intentional in this area. As anyone, kids learn most by observing and doing. Deborah Bull refers to this as explaining and exampling in her book, Parenting, Is There an App for That? And it really encouraged me when I read it a few years back. I started to ask myself how I could naturally work these things into my life with my oldest son. He was only the one, only one old enough at the time, really, to be able to implement anything with. And I realized the best thing to do was to first start sharing why I did what I did when Mm. I was doing it. So it wasn't really anything I I had to think long and hard about. It really was just implementing it in the moment. If I was making a meal for someone who just had a baby, I would explain what I was doing and how it could be a help. If I was folding laundry, I would explain how it blesses our family to have clean clothes and bedding. If I was cleaning the house for hosting group, which is our weekly Bible study um, type of meetings at OCC, I would explain how we went to have, or we want to have a home that is welcoming to others and makes them feel comfortable and that they belong there and that this was part of the process. So I'd explain what I was doing as I was doing it as they were younger. And as they got older, I started pulling them into it more. So Cal's now six and he's able to help with a lot more. Um, I'm sh- I've shared with him how this not only blesses me by taking a load off my responsibilities, but how it also serves and blesses the rest of our family. When he shows interest in helping me with something, I jump on the opportunity, and I let him. A few weeks ago, he really wanted to help me clean the bathrooms while his (laughs) other brothers slept, so I obliged, obviously. Um, Ev is four and also helps around the house, um, same as my one-and-a-half-year-old. And And I have to be careful with him, though, because one minute he's cleaning the toilet, and the next he's sticking the toilet brush in his mouth. (laughs) True story. Uh, It's always amazing to me at just how much they want to be a part of what I'm doing. Even if it doesn't sound fun to me, like cleaning or um, preparing things, it really is something that they want to be a help with. Hmm. Um, As they help with chores and life tasks, they're really learning the importance of caring for their things and blessing others. And they're learning responsibility and putting others' goals above their own. And more importantly than chores and life tasks, though, are are really the ministry opportunities that come our way. I I think the, the core reason of this is um, we began showing this I'm sorry I'm going to rephrase that I think the core of this for us began with showing them that people are important Hmm. as I mentioned earlier um, 
I really have a drive to accomplish things and that can sometimes show the opposite of what I want to. Um, so this is, was a really good training opportunity for me when I had kids. If I want them to grow in something, I had to do it myself. So a couple ways we do this are first in the morning. Um, each morning they get to choose someone to pray for. And oftentimes they really remember someone who's sick, going through a struggle, um, and it really helps them put themselves in someone else's shoes and learn compassion. And it's also really a great opportunity for them to love on others. Um, we also, in the evening times during our family dinner, pray over a family we know. Uh, this has also been a great way to get them outside of their own worlds and to enter into someone else's. Penny, I'm pretty sure we got this idea from you several years ago when I saw people's Christmas cards on your table in a basket and I asked you about <laughs> what that was, and you explained to me that you take your Christmas cards down, and in the beginning of the year, you start praying over it. And I learned that from somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this has really become a family yeah. favorite. They will they will take people that they know, like if they don't know someone, or if it's a card with no picture and they don't know whose it is, they'll like put it at the bottom, and they'll put like a family that they know on the top, because they want to pray for people that they love and care about. So um, we also look for opportunities to love on others that need it. Um, what always encourages and surprises me is when they hear us talking about someone who's sick or struggling, and they suggest that we help them. Cal recently heard us talk about a family who was sick and jumped in saying, Mom, we should cook them a meal. Mm -hmm. So we try and let them be involved in the process, however that looks. Um, also, when someone blesses or does something kind to them, we have them write a thank you card, draw a picture so they understand um, that, that what was given was special and someone took the time to do it for them. So it's not just something that they should expect, but something that they should really be grateful for and show appreciation for. Um, and the last thing I want to mention is that um, when we needed to be at church for longer periods of time, we would also bring them into what we were doing. So there have been seasons where um, we've had to be there earlier or later. And so whether this was taking pens off chairs, if we stayed till the end of the last service or helping dad tear down or whatever else we saw a need for, they really learned to help with what was going on around them. Again, noticing needs. Um, and it also helped us to feel less like we were making them have to do something and they were getting to really come on board and be a part of it. So these are just a few ideas of how we get them involved in helping love people. But there's also so many opportunities on a daily basis that we just look for. And then as they arise, we try to, to really point them to other people and to Jesus in those opportunities. Wow, that's, that's really, um, this. what I appreciate about what you're sharing is it seems like something we could all do. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem unattainable or, and it seems as though you've really taken the time to, um, example that, and that, that comes, flows out of your heart and mm -hmm. your desire to, to honor God and your kids are starting to see that and they're picking up and wanting to, to do stuff, you know, take initiative on their own. And yeah. so, um, that's encouraging. Uh, so what about some tips, um, for someone who wants to get started, including a young child for the first time? Yeah. Um, so I, I have a few of those as well. I, I, I think that first one would be to start small, especially when they're young, they're obviously limited in what they can do. So just start simple, uh, for life tasks, things like getting their underwear out or trying to get as much of their clothes on as they can <laughs> for chores. This can be bringing the trashes to you to empty, helping dust or sweep. Um, my youngest who's 22 months loves to sweep. So although he can be more challenging at times, like it, he'll make more of a mess. It really does, um, does help and it helps him to feel loved and appreciated too. Um, when Cal was two or three, he used to help take the pens off the chairs after service and he loved to be a part of helping out. 
Um, it seemed small, but it was teaching him the importance of looking outside his own needs and again, pre the preferences of, of himself and helping with something bigger. Um, the second one I would say is make it fun. Uh, this one goes a long way. If you're making a meal for someone, let them help. If you're doing your morning routine, getting dressed, making beds, brushing teeth, play some music. The boys love switching off, choosing which song to listen to. And we actually heard this idea recently in a parenting seminar, and it really helped break up like our monotonous routine. So I like we don't, that. We don't do it every morning, but sometimes if we're like dragging or having a rough time, we'll turn on a song, and it kind of gets them like, okay, let's see if we can finish before the song ends. That's cool. So um, I would also say to just capitalize on their interests and what they like. And this will really help make things fun and get them involved. Cal absolutely loves to draw, so writing thank you cards, notes of encouragement is really fun for him. Uh, Davey likes to help clean the toilets, as I mentioned previously, so I let him with a lot of supervision. Um, Evie really loves to help bake and cook, so when he asks to help, I have him grab a stool and, and join in. Um, that can be you know, throwing spices in, stirring things up, whatever, whatever he can help with. Um, I also think it's super important to just provide a vision, and that would be like the why of what we're doing. And this is probably, I would say, the most important aspect. If you can help them to understand why you're caring for someone, cleaning the house, spending time with someone, they're really more likely to get on board and want to help. Mm -hmm. We always encourage them that, that we're a team, and teams have to work together to accomplish what needs to get done. We, we actually have this saying in our family. And Gavin and I will say teamwork, and they'll finish shit off, and they'll yell, makes the dream work. <laughs> so we'll say teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> and the why really allows us to motivate them from their hearts. Um, and then lastly, I would just say give them something to own and um, be responsible for. So when they can own something as their own, it makes them more excited to be a part of it. Well, as I mentioned before, we host um, uh, our weekly like Bible study type group at our house. And on those nights, I give them tasks like getting the toys and activities in the, the room we're going to have the kids, vacuuming the patio rug or setting up chairs. And they're usually a lot more eager to help when it's theirs to do. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. I've experienced that too with, with my own kids. Um, yeah, those those that's those seem like some really helpful and um, I really that what stands out is is your desire to make it fun for mm -hmm. your kids and and um, that I think that's one practical way that we we can we as moms can um, help our bless our kids is, yeah. to, is to make it a fun environment in our home in our home. All right, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. Um, I get a little more personal. <laughs> um, can you share with me uh, a few major themes that God is teaching you currently mm -hmm. in your in this season of parenting? Yeah, there's a lot, um, but I would say that the two main areas that come to mind are um, first, the importance of consistency, and second, my inability to accomplish anything significant without God. Um, so I'll start with the consistency um, aspect. Um, I've seen the importance of this within the framework of parenting and discipline which has further translated really into all areas of my life. Uh, at the end of this last year, I was really struggling with how to discipline certain behaviors and felt like I was all over the place. I was noticing consistent behavior struggles, but the discipline was often emotional on my end um, rather than mm. systematic or expected. And I was just tired of letting my emotions decide the consequence. And I realized it was a problem for myself and my boys, n not, just, not just them, but really it was affecting me and them as well. Um, to not know what, what the problem was, was they didn't know what consequence to expect for which behavior. 
So Gavin and I, we sat down and evaluated the behaviors we were dealing with most and what the consequences should be. So we have a list of, I think, seven or eight of those, but um, a few of those, for example, would be whining, um, one, of the, one of the top ones we had really realized we were dealing with. And the, the consequence for that is to list three things that they're grateful for. Now, that doesn't seem like much of a consequence, but what it does is it changes their perspective. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. sometimes it is like they really have to think. Like, it takes time for them to think through those things. Um, another one we were dealing with was potty talk. Like, you know, just boy, they're boys. I have three young boys. <laughs> so they like to talk a lot with goofy and sometimes inappropriate things that we just don't think need to be talked about. And so um, what we what we did instead was we had them clean something, so like do a chore, and uh-huh. that really helped make a difference. And I also had some advice from from another mom who said, you know, you got to think to tell your kids in a way that makes sense to them. So she said, tell them, would you put those things in your mouth that, that there's that they're letting come out of their mouth? And I was like, well, no. She's like, okay, so then they shouldn't let those words come out of their mouth if they wouldn't put it in their mouths. And I thought, what a great concept. Yeah. And that really helped my older son to understand that. Um, so that that's that's the one we used for, for um, potty talk. And then, we, like I said, we had like five or six, or maybe even more behaviors we were dealing with. And that this really has helped bring consistency into our discipline. Um, and this really became a theme for me in all areas, helping me to evaluate what I need to grow in with regards to consistency. Quiet time, prayer, specific character development with the boys were just a few of these areas. And I realized if I had triggers for these areas, I was more likely to become consistent. With the boys, the trigger for a consequence was the misbehavior. So for my quiet time, it's a checklist I have near my bed where I know it once I've done my quiet times. For character development, I planned out the week before for for what character quality we really needed to focus on. Um, So like for example, the past month we focused on hospitality and different aspects of what that meant. Um, And then we just used opportunities each week when we were hosting to help them implement what we were learning. And then we memorized scripture related to it. We connected it with the destination goals that Deborah Bullock um, also developed. You can can find these in her parenting book as well. Um, And the destination goals, if you've never heard of them, they've been mentioned in in some previous podcasts. But to summarize, they're just goals we're trying to prioritize for our boys to, to adopt at a heart level. So to love God, love people, forgive give, choose humility, use self-control. Those are a few of them. Um, mm-hmm. And then for prayer, my, my trigger was just once my head hits the pillow for bed at night, that really is when I, I go to God in prayer. Um, and it's throughout the day as well, but that was a good trigger point to pray for specifically people who had asked me to pray for them or things that mm-hmm. had come up. So I realized that making something happen consistent really required for me to have that trigger. And it reminded me of what, what needed to happen. So it's really simplified things for, for, for us as a family and helped me make the important things more of a priority. So the second thing I mentioned was my inability to do anything significant without God. Sure, I could get things done, but the things that really matter all flow from, from Him. So I don't know why I try and do it without Him so often. <laughs> so this was a lesson He first taught me when um, I started dealing with chronic pain about 14 years ago. Um, I didn't know it. But I'd been operating life previously independent of him. I I grew up a believer, and I fully believed that my faith was strong. Um, But my faith in God had never really been tested in a way that required my trust in him. So I went through a really hard time after a couple of years of no answers, um, some some darkness and near depression, really. Um, And God really showed me in that time that regardless of what I went through on a daily basis, he was steady, constant, 
faithful, and all I could do was control my response and perspective. And that was a couple-year process. It didn't happen overnight. Um, the, The pain never disappeared, but my negativity and bad attitude about it did. And over the next several years, he really continued to grow me in this area as I became a mom. Um, he showed me a lot about endurance, which really prepared me for motherhood, not knowing it then at the time. But um, I never really have known my need for God as much as I have since becoming a mom. Nothing I've gone through has has quite helped me to see that, that, that truth. Um, it's the fact that every day, every moment of each day, they're watching me and they need something from me and they're waiting to see how I'm going to respond. And I realized how much out of my control um, everything is, yet I would still try to hold on to that control. So God has really shown me time and time again that when I try to plan my steps and push my agenda, I get further away from Him and what He wants for me. Mm. But as I wake up each day and ask for His strength, His guidance, and His purpose for my day, He really directs me in the way that's best for me and for my family. That Thanks for sharing, honestly, about yeah. that, Jen. And, um, that's really, again, I'm encouraged by um, how you've you've responded and how God has grown you um, through, wow, through some hard stuff. Mm. Um, thanks for sharing. Mm. Uh, how are you growing as a person? Well, um, I would say, as I mentioned previously, um, if you know me, this does not come as any shock, but I tend to be a task person, which is not always a bad thing. But as I've learned, it definitely can be. I I really tend to feel the most at ease and relaxed when I've accomplished a lot in my day and things are where they should be in my mind. I'm the same way. (laughs) Okay. You can relate. Now, as a mom of any children, especially three active young boys, this can present some challenges. They're not always thinking of the goals I need to accomplish in my day. Who knew? This is also true... In relationships in general, really. Um, At a recent parenting seminar, we were challenged to work on kindness with our kids. Now, I was slightly surprised to realize that kindness isn't just about being nice with my words and actions or being slow to anger. A big part of it is actually helping them reach their goals. And the first step in helping them reach their goals is to know what their goals actually are. Mm -hmm. So I've been really trying to implement this over the past month, and it's taught me so much. Um, A couple of those things are first being more in tune to and aware of others' needs around me. Now, this is hard to say, but it's true. Life would be easier if we didn't see the needs of those around us because their needs are everywhere, but it would also Mm. be so lonely and sad. Um, I want to be the type of person who makes others feel seen and cared for, and it's really important to me that I remember things that are important and meaningful to others. Um, And whether that's something I've committed to praying for, checking in on a sick friend or a friend going through a hard time, offering to help someone with a need, if I'm making those things a priority, I'm taking the advice given of helping others reach their goals. Um, And this in turn really helps my boys see that people matter. Um, I was sharing with my son why we write thank you notes and cards of encouragement to people um, just a couple weeks back. And he stopped a minute and then said, kind of like he did for so-and-so the other day. Um, And he made the connection in something he saw me doing. And so the explaining connected with the exampling and made more of an impact. Mm. So it really helped him um, to make that connection there, which, you know, it it made more of an impact, like seeing it. Yeah. Um, Another thing that he really taught me is the importance of making time for people when it's not convenient. Again, for anyone who knows me, I'm not a late night person. In fact, I'm usually in bed by like 9.30 every night. (laughs) But more and more...
Opportunities have come up in the past year to really spend time with friends or people who need a listening ear in the evenings. Um, and as, and I've, as I've taken these opportunities, sweeter friendships have really developed. Um, opportunities to pray with and share with other women have opened up, and it's required a sacrifice on my end since I'm going to be up by, the, by 6 the next morning <laughs> with my kids, but it's also been a really sweet time. And as I've, as I've invested in these relationships with others, the benefits have been such a blessing in a time of my life that I really didn't know I was going to need it. It's like mm-hmm. God saw that ahead of time and really put that on my heart and encouraged me to do that without me really knowing why. Um, and God has really cared for me in a way I didn't realize, like I said, that I was going to need. Um, so the last thing I would say, too, is that God has really shown me that when I'm asked to do something that requires me to step away from a task, that I need to say yes. Hmm. So this can be really hard for me, since I feel such a sense of accomplishment when I complete something. Um, but what has helped me as I continue to say yes when it's not convenient is that God can only work in and through me if I make myself available. When I say yes to a request from my kids or a conversation with a friend when I was in the middle of something, people really feel loved and appreciated. A task can't feel anything. <laughs> Shocking revelation, I know. <laughs> but what's even better is the task will still be there when I get back. Hmm. Um, it seems so simple, but to someone like me, it was really monumental. Um, I still struggle with the desire to get things done, but I do find myself stopping more often to be present and not just getting something done. It's a work in progress, but God's really giving me little steps in victory as I really try to focus on it. I, we're, we're similar in this. And so this is very encouraging, Jen. Um, I, I just appreciate your, the, the, you want to slow down Mm -hmm. and you don't want to miss, miss the opportunities in front of you. And, um, that's going to stick with me that a task can't feel anything. Mm -hmm. That's, (laughs) That's going to be, that's helpful. Um, okay. What about, what's the way you would like to encourage some of our moms that are listening? Um, they're, they're currently in the middle of parenting. We call it parenting in the trenches. What would you, how do you, how could you encourage them? Well, first I, I'm just going to say I'm right there with you. Uh, Parenting is hard and some days I sure feel like giving up (laughs) or going to my bathroom and screaming or crying into a towel. I mean, (laughs) that's probably a little more accurate. (laughs) And with three boys, like I mentioned, six and under, I'm in a busy season as many of you listening are, but also a really sweet season. Um, I'm just often reminded of the fact that these young years are so formative and we have the ability to shape their hearts for God and to help them to choose the right things. There's no greater joy, really, than raising up children who will choose to faithfully follow after Christ and to be a light in a dark world. Not just do it because they're told to, but actually because they prefer Mm. it. And we're in a time that's going to feed into that. Um, When my two oldest boys asked Jesus into their hearts, my four-year-old just last month, they were two of the best moments of my life. As, as we explained to them what an important decision they were making and how it was the most important decision they would ever make, I was really struck with the reality that it's in these moments that we get to shape their hearts. All the big moments and small ones alike. Now, I know that that can actually be really intimidating to think about, but it's also a real encouragement that God gives us such an opportunity in the lives of our children in these early years. And the fact that we can learn so much about how to point their hearts to Jesus now, instead of 10, 20 years from now, that, that really encourages Mm -hmm. me. Even when I mess up, which let's be honest, happens on a daily basis. But when I mess up, I get the chance to model what it looks like to clear things up and ask for forgiveness. 
So God gives us a chance to use our weakest points to point them back to him. Mm. Just this morning, I, I had a chance to do that. I was dealing with some sick kids and I was having a bad attitude and I just stopped and told them, I apologize for my bad attitude. And I asked them to pray with me and we did that. And it really helped. And even if they don't identify the weakness or the problem going on, I think my oldest said, you're not having a bad attitude. And I'm like, no, no, I really was. <laughs> uh, it's just helpful for them to, to get to, to be a part of that. When I, when my kids are young, they're, they're older now, but when I remember somebody telling me one of the um, most impactful ways you can train your child is to, um, when you make a mistake to ask for their forgiveness mm-hmm. and clear that up with them. And, um, and so, uh, just, I say that as an encouragement mm-hmm. that I, I've, and I've noticed, you know, I started parenting and kind of that didn't, I didn't really like to admit that I was wrong <laughs> and ask for forgiveness. And I've tried to work on that and grow um, mm-hmm. by God's grace over the years. And so my kids are a lot quicker to, yeah. to admit that, you know, they've made a mistake and to clear things up. Uh, but I think that I've agreed with that statement that, mm-hmm. that, the example is will go a long way. So I encourage you yeah. with that. Keep keep going with that. <laughs> and I think our kids often look at us and they think we have it all figured out because we're the ones in, in control. Right. We're the ones disciplining. So when they see that, wow, mom and dad make mistakes too, it makes things feel more real and it makes them see that we all need Jesus. Yes. Not just them. Yes. We all need Yes. <laughs> Okay, so another another area that I would just want to encourage moms is that this really, and this feeds into the first thing I said, is it's just so important to have people in your life that you're going through the trenches with. Mm, yes. So we all know the importance of good friends and people we can t- turn to when we're just having a rough day, need to adjust our perspective, or even just get out of the house. And if you already have this, you know it's a blessing. And if you don't, please don't lose heart. I, I would really just encourage you to focus on how you can be a good friend first. Mm. Um, and one great re- resource that I've used for this is the friend acrostic, which again was created by Deborah Bullock. I really <laughs> have a lot of her resources we use yeah, in parenting. Very wise. Um, but each letter speaks towards something a friend should be, um, faithful, remains loyal, inflicts helpful wounds, expresses opinions graciously, never gossips, desires to give. And so easy to look at that friend acrostic and think, what friends do I have like that? But really what we need to do is say, am I that kind of a friend? And so that really helps us get that perspective right. And it also helps us train our kids in how to choose good friends. Um, So I would just really also say, like I said, if you don't have this, just look for opportunities to get around other moms and spend time with people who are going through what you, you are and can relate to you. And, you know, at our church, we have so many opportunities like park play dates and women's events and, and, and ministry opportunities. And, and that's true for any churches, really. Um, and, and then I would also just say, in addition to um, women who are going through the trenches with you, it's also really crucial to have those who have already been there. When I think back to some of my hardest parenting moments and really not even parenting moments, but just life in general, some of the chronic pain things that I'd mentioned earlier too. Um, next to prayer, the thing that most got me through them was wise counsel and advice from others who had gone through what I was dealing with. And Penny, you've been there for me many times <laughs> and I can think back to, to many conversations with others as well that have helped adjust and shape my perspective in trying times. Um, it's just looking for those opportunities when you're around people that you can ask those questions or buying up the opportunities. But um, there are also things that I've been able to share with other moms at various points 
when they voice similar concerns and struggles. So it brings me back to the scriptures where it talks about older women setting an example for the younger women in their marriages, parenting, attitudes, um, and it talks about this in Titus 2, so that the younger women can really do the same. And, and it's just been such a blessing to be a part of a community where we can learn from others who are ahead of us. I agree. And then the last thing I would just encourage you with is I just, I know there's so much that competes for our time and attention and energy, especially with the media. We're fed so much advice about everything, including parenting. So I would just encourage you to pick one thing right now to focus on in your parenting, just one thing and do it well. My husband likes to juggle, which is like a side note <laughs> fact, not very <laughs> most about him. So um, I'll use a juggling analogy here. Um, when someone learns how to juggle, they begin with one ball which is not all people know that, just one ball. Okay. And once they gain more experience in, in juggling that one ball well, they add in another, then another. And if they add in too much too quickly, what happens? Well, they're going to drop all the balls. So when we focus on juggling too much at once, we're going to drop one or two or all of the balls. But if you just have one, you're more likely to hang on to it. So you pick one up, you get a firm grip on it before moving on to the next thing. Mm. And one step at a time in the right direction, it'll just allow you to end up at the destination you desired rather than one you never planned for. Um, that, that's a great picture, Jen, of, of the balls and, and, and getting a grip on mm. the responsibilities one thing at a time. Um, thank you so much for... Um, that's, that's just great, a great piece of advice to end on. Mm. Um, I also really appreciate how you've shared honestly and also practically. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that this will encourage and or strengthen a mom who's in the midst of parenting to keep going. <laughs> so Jen, I know that you had to take time away from your family to be here with us today. And I really do thank you mm-hmm. for that. Um, and moms, I hope this has been a help to you and an encouragement as you tra- seek to train your child to love God and to know him. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.